Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast is brought to you by Becker Furniture World, Franzen Bank and Trust, Menards, and Carrier. Welcome back to the Star Tribune Talking Preps Podcast, bringing you conversation from myself, David Levake, and Jim Paulson in troubled times. Jim, we've postponed football and volleyball. We have fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas are boiling. It's going to be 40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. What movie? Well, <laughs> you're talking Ghostbusters. That's it. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, we, we have had a plague of frogs. I can, I can see them as I speak out my window. So it's definitely, <laughs> sure. definitely, you know, the end of days. No, I, it's, uh, it's good to be back talking. You and I haven't done one of these for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of things get canceled and, and, and things aren't normal. It's, it's good to have something that feels like old times. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself on Friday nights. I really, I mean, that, that's one of the things I look forward to in this job is I love covering football games on Friday nights, even though it can be kind of a, uh, a little bit hectic on deadline. It's, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself on Friday nights. Maybe drive to Wisconsin. Watch some games there. Who knows? I was listening to, I got a jump drive in my car that provides all of my music and I was, it's, it's all alphabetical. Um, I don't want it that way. It's just the way it is, but I wanted to hear the boys are back in town. And the next song up after that happened to be the boys of fall by Kenny Chesney, which is, you know, an homage to high school football. And I hadn't really listened to the song because, you know, you hear it at high volume over the speakers at games while you're, wishing you could turn it down so you can record your interviews. But uh, in sitting there knowing that there isn't going to be football on Fridays, I, I got goosebumps. You know, I was like, wow, this, this really is all the little things that make high school football great. And, and there isn't going to be any this, this fall. And that's a, that's a, you know, sad, the, the sadness of it kind of hit me driving in the car here a little, a little bit ago. So it will, it will be a void on Fridays for sure. Absolutely. Um, but no, at least we've got some sports coming back, and uh, you know there will be a high school season of some of of some note. Um, the weird, the, the oddest thing to me that's going to happen, I think, is to not have any real state tournament. You know, they, they're calling them culmination events, and end of the end of the season events for uh, the cross country and tennis, girls swimming and soccer. But there won't be any real gathering of championship teams, teams that earned. A chance to win to go to a state a state tournament, and so it's going to be a little bit underwhelming. I have a feeling, um, and and that to me is something that I, I think is going to be kind of odd to deal with. That you're just going to play, and it's going to be somewhat like a section championship or a section tournament, and then you're going to be done. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that's a little a little um, a little underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know, pick your favorite band. And you go to a concert and their signature song isn't played. And, you know, there's no encore. It's just, it's like, well, yeah. you know, what, what, what are we doing now? We just, we just leave. And, you know, so we know that something, you know, something's going to big is going to be missing. And, you know, it's, it's you've given them an experience, I guess, but I don't know. It's uh, you wish they could work out some kind of, you know, and who knows? I mean, the door is still open for the individual sports to figure out a way 
to to put something together, um, whether it's virtual or, or or not fantasy, but what's the word I'm looking for uh, when you talk about uh, taking a bunch of like they do in true team to decide the wild card teams that they, they don't compete against each other necessarily. Uh, but mm. they, they crunch all their numbers. Uh, I forget the term I'm looking for. Like I said, it's not a fantasy meet or a, uh, but, but yeah, that, that, you know, do you do that kind of thing? You know, in, in sports like cross country or swimming um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, you hope that, that they can again, put some ideas together and, and get the blessing of the high school league to, to call, call something some sort of culmination event that feels like it has meaning. Yeah, you know, and last year in the uh, this past year in the uh, spring or actually June and July, there were a few things that were held outside the auspices of the MSHSL uh, golf tournament and a, a yeah, baseball tournament, baseball. CHS, yeah. and and some of those things to allow some of these kids to actually have um, a, kind of a, a de facto championship or one one day or a couple of days at least of playing on a big stage with something at stake. Um, I wonder if there'll be any opportunity for anything like that as well. Um, high school, he keeps, keeps a pretty close rein on who's doing what when in the high school season. So it is, that is difficult when the high school season is still going in the school, during the school year. But And that's, I, those are the stories, you know, we, um, we talked story ideas yesterday. I, I'm, those are the stories that interest me. What are the sports going to do? Uh, in the wake, in in the mode of what golf did, in the mode of what baseball did, um, what are the what are organizations connected to those sports going to offer, um, and 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 offer for these teams and these kids? And I'd like to. I'm very interested to see what that's going to look like here coming as we as we get more into the uh, the start of the school year and and get these sports underway. What's uh, uh, intriguing to me is that the MSHSL has decided to allow volleyball and football teams to get together for 12 practices um, over, I think, a three-week period in the fall, despite the fact that they not, won't be having any games and they'll be gone for a three-week period from Monday through Thursday. Um, I'll be wondering how those will uh, be playing out. I know the high school league is, is doing it, is kind of throwing the sports a, a little bit of a bow in there saying, you know, you, at least you guys get a chance to get together, you get a chance to play, you get to have that camaraderie, something that I know the Minneapolis North football players think is important, but I'm not sure that every school is going to approach it the same way with the same sense of importance. I know a lot of the uh, coaches that I've talked to, the volleyball coaches, well, we'll probably do something, but not, maybe not do the whole 12 practices. We'll get together, but it's not going to be uh, hyper intense or serious. And volleyball has to deal with the fact that the club scene, which is so vital to volleyball, uh, most of the clubs have um, gone to a uh, institute or, or, or began a fall league that will be starting in September, where they will practice two nights a week and compete uh, on Sundays. Some clubs will be inter-club play, some will be you know intra-club play, but that's another option. So I wonder how those leagues are going to um, – coexist with what the high school wants to do. It'll be interesting to see if you get a real large turnout for those fall leagues or fall practices when there's really nothing to practice for. You know, I'll yeah. tell you, I played football, you played football. Great sport. My favorite sport. Practices were drudgery, man. <laughs> they, could, they could be, yeah. Like football practice is a 
is a, has definitely got masochistic tendencies because, man, there's nothing fun about football practice. Yeah, the, the attendance of these things is, is going to be something worth watching as well and, and see what kind of interest they're garnering. And, and like you said, the format of the practices and, and uh, what, what, they're, what, what work you can get out of there that feels meaningful, particularly if you're just going to have to sort of stop after those three weeks and, and maybe not start again until March. Um, yeah, a lot, definitely a lot of questions as far as, as, far as what that will look like. You and I and our colleague Ron Hagstrom were out at uh, different sites on Monday when the uh, high school league sports began, the ones that are being allowed to compete began. Um, you were at soccer. Tell me about what you saw at soccer. Anything significant? Anything notable? Well, I was at cross country, so I didn't see any soccer. Oh, you were at cross country. My mistake. Ron is at soccer. My, I, you know, but yeah. getting some errors out of the way early. That's right. Uh, I, you know, cross country was, you know, it was cross country, you know, a bunch of kids that, you know, look a lot better than I do with their shirt off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, no, it was, uh, you know, the boys gathered in the morning and, and um, you know, it looked like cross country to me. I mean, you know, they talked about, Hey, you know, make sure you have a mask because you won't be, you know, you have to wear it on the bus or you won't be allowed on the bus. You, you know, if you catch, you get caught wearing it or not wearing a mask at a meet other than when you're actually competing, you'd have to be asked to leave. So that's something that I'm sure Scott Christensen or any other cross country coach of 10 years has never had to say before. Um, and uh, so that was, that was interesting. That was different. And then, you know, then just getting into two pods, two running pods, um, you know, otherwise, you know, it, it was cross country, sent them off on a 45 minute run. And, and, uh, you know, but, but this group, like, like all sports, I mean, a lot of the top runners that he's got, you know, worked out together since I think he's about June 20th. And so they've already kind of adjusted to life during COVID as it pertains to being smart and, and social distancing. And, and then at the end of practice, the Scott just said, Hey, if you're done with the, with the, uh, they have a, a, a like a weight bar that they use, um, and it when hey when you're done with that portion of practice, you can't congregate. You got to hit the road, and that's that's certainly I bet oh, different than years past. Otherwise, it you know a bunch of high school kids gathering and laughing and and working out and trying to get better. You know, you bring up the point um, of them hitting the road. In other words, leaving. And yeah. I think uh, um, Paul, you may have uh, Paul Clauda are. Uh, our team leader who is um, monitoring this, he, he may have written this in one of the stories that uh, he wrote about the high school league meetings when you and I were both on vacation. And that is, um, I think it was Craig Perry, the associate director of the high school league. I think is retired now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or has left. Well, there's, there's some dispute about whether or not he was going to keep to the August 1st separation or if they oh. were going to hang on to help, help out during these uh, goofy times. Uh, so I'm not sure where that is right now. Well, he had mentioned that it's difficult to really be uh, mindful and really be um, stringent on enforcing these rules because you can get all the kids together and they can they can follow all the proper protocols and the distancing and the masks and then practice is over and four of them pile into the same car and go driving off together. Um, right. So you can only monitor what you can monitor and, and sometimes it seems like it's kind of a makes it all that much more difficult. Um, and I was out at Dinah Tennis, um, not just because of COVID, but because they, uh, 
the first year without having Steve Paulson as their head coach since the mid nineties, you know, and most successful athletic program in the state. And he had won 22 state championships when he was there um, having a brand new coach, but it seemed an awful lot like the same thing. They were practicing two pods and early morning pod and another phalanx of girls was ready to step in when they left. But tennis was uh, a sport that's socially distanced by nature. You know, doubles, you come together a little bit, but uh, that you've got a net in between you and, and it seemed an awful lot, pretty much the same. The one difference was in doubles, there's always a lot of high-fiving and congratulations. No touching. It's all racket taps now. You know, racket, racket high-fives, they're calling them, which they have to be careful if they're a little too overly aggressive. You don't want to break a racket with a racket tap. But, you know, that's, that's about uh, the only thing I noticed that was any, any different. It sure seemed like business as usual, um, watching the watch kind of practice. Our moderator just told us that we should be mindful of time because Zoom has its limits. So with our probably eight minutes left, I wanted to pivot to something that I read of yours with keen interest. And I think it, it speaks to a larger concern that we're walking into here. You wrote about the, uh, the, the balance and the relationship between club volleyball and high school volleyball being knocked off kilter by, by the plans to move high school volleyball to, to March and spring, which is a big time for the uh, for the for the juniors, uh, JO and and uh, club volleyball, and you wrote a, a good story about it. And, and toward the middle of the story, you said that that the high school league's rules generally prohibit students from competing in the same sport at the same time as the high school season. But the belief among some in the volleyball community is that it will strongly consider waiving that rule. Now, you didn't have anybody from the high school league in this article. I'm wondering if if there's any more that's been learned here. Uh, and, and whether the, the high school league would, would budge in that area. Um, because I, I think about a tweet that I saw from John Malay back on August 4th. Important reminder, the Minnesota State High School League Board deals with high school league activities and always does what it thinks it is best for all high school participants. Club sports, junior programs, et cetera, are not part of the high school league equation. I find that to be a pretty dangerously narrow frame of mind given where we're at. And I think you have to be I think you have to uh, bring all the, the, the parties together who, who work in the business of, of high school athletics, whatever that looks like, and work together to try to make this goofy time as, as well as you can for the kids involved. And I just, so I'm wondering if, if the high school league has budged any on, on, the, on the volleyball situation and, and if, if they need to have a, a more of a collaborative spirit when it comes to the clubs out there. I would think so. I, I know that it was discussed that uh, the club issue was a huge issue with um, in the, the board of directors and the uh, the uh, return to uh, participation um, task force group. Um, I, I think it's it's kind of foolish to say that we're just about high school sports and clubs don't matter. Clubs aren't a part of our decision. Yeah, that's that's really that, dangerous. <laughs> that's that that that's that's not realistic at all because clubs do play such a significant role in the development of kids in just about every sport, save for football. Um, there aren't many of these sports that you're playing where a kid is play, is only playing that high school, that, that sport at the high school level, particularly at the varsity level. You have to have these days some sort of background in these sports to be able to um, compete at that level, particularly at the large schools. Uh, I do basically was not ignoring that by any means. And they are getting a lot of input from the coaches. Um, That's good. 
I don't, I don't think that anything is anything has, has been determined yet. Although I'm not sitting in on these advisory committee meetings, but the club season is so important for these girls. And virtually, if you're a good volleyball player, a top volleyball player, or even a middle middle of the road volleyball player, you play club, and that's a much longer season. And the fall or the spring is when the recruiting season is really strong. Now this year is going to be different because there'll be a lot of college teams that would be playing in the spring as well, you know, Big Ten and Pac-10 and some of those programs. So um, things could be different there as well. But I'd have to believe that they would be willing to alter or adjust their participation landscape or or guidelines given the nature of where the landscape is with volleyball right now. Um, If they don't, I don't think you're going to see an awful lot of – top-level volleyball players competing at the high school level because uh, they will instead decide to play with their club teams. Most top players will admit, and I've asked this many times, um, the difference between club and high school. A club, there's more development, a more serious level of volleyball, um, and high school is playing for your school and your friends in front of bigger, energetic crowds. They say they love them both, but a lot of them have told me if they had to choose one or the other, they'd probably look at club. They don't want to, but they would likely do that. The one, a couple of girls I talked to both said they'd like to try to do both. They know it's asking a lot, but, you know, missing out on an entire high school season and the club season last year, they uh, would like to, you know, get their fill of volleyball when they have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope that the collaborative spirit, you know, is maintained and that these kids get an opportunity to do as much as they possibly can. Um, with, with these sports and, and make the best of these, this, this really strange time we're in. Yeah. It, it would, you know, it would make sense for the high school league to be a little bit more uh, inclusive in how they make their determinations. I mean, no one's saying that they're, that they're making any determinations for anything other than their level, but you can't those levels either. So. Well, as per zoom, I think we got to get out here. Um, but it was good to good to chat, and there's going to be plenty more meat on the bone, as they say, when it comes to all of these topics. So we'll we'll there may not be some sports as we know them, but there's going to be a lot of things to talk about, and we're going to have it here on on uh, Talking Preps podcast. We'll have it in the Star Tribune online at Preps Insider, the blog. Uh, plenty of places to absorb what's going to be really uh, important uh, content to to every any athlete in the state of Minnesota. So we hope you'll follow. Uh, what we're going to be uh, churning out here in the coming weeks and months. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Thanks for joining us.